Have you ever had a thought along the lines of, if only I received more A, B or C when I was a kid, then life would be so much easier? Well, you wouldn't be alone. And if you're listening to this, it's unlikely you feel you had a perfect childhood. Well, there's a lot of good in the idea of healing the inner child, but there's also a lot of ways where that medicine can become the poison, or at least we can get stuck or debilitated by some of the ideas around it. So in this episode, we're going to take a look at where you might be getting stuck or being disempowered in relation to healing your inner child. Plus, I'll share my perspective on the power of self-parenting and how it can accelerate your inner child healing and set you free. And I'm also going to give you three powerful exercises so you can put all of this into action today. So stay with me and let's dive in. Hit it, Kim. Welcome to the Be A Brilliant Human podcast. You're in the right place if you're a growth-seeking being who acknowledges the challenges and delights of your humanity on the path to an ever more conscious life. If you want to feel inspired to love and accept yourself, to feel free to be and express you in all your brilliance, if you want to truly value yourself and others and feel energized and alive both at home and in the world, then sit back and take a breath as you explore and grow the brilliance of your beautiful human self with your host, the father of non-personal awareness and creator of the MPA process, Joel Young. Hello, 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 and welcome to the Be A Brilliant Human podcast with me, Joel Young. We are at episode number 89. I'm so delighted that you're here. Uh, you can get hold of the show notes if you go to www.beabrilliantshuman.com slash 89 and you at this point have 87 previous episodes to binge on full of wonderful dissertations. I don't know why that word came along. Lots of pontification and uh, all sorts of wonderful stuff to help you on your personal healing journey. And we really are talking about personal healing today. It's something uh, or a topic that uh, has come up or comes up so much in the field of personal development. And today I'm excited to sort of share my take on something which I discovered to be truly um, a profound up-leveling or change in how I approached sort of my personal healing in general. And it's something, of course, that I share with my clients all the time. So today we're talking about self-parenting and healing the inner child. It's a, it's a big topic, but I really want to drill down on this particular aspect because I think it's so powerful for accelerating your healing helping you feel way more empowered in relation to to that inner child stuff that comes up so much as part of what creates well suffering in our lives really so we're going to talk talk about it in terms of i'm going to talk a little bit about the whole inner child healing and the sort of things that show up and why some of the ideas around it can get you stuck or get you a bit lost in the whole topic or or end up really making you feel like a, a victim of you know your your parents misdeeds he puts in heavy quotes and um, and we're also going to go into what is self-parenting and and why is it a good thing and how you can do it and specifically with how you can do it I'll be sharing as I said in the intro three exercises that you can do because I'd love you to be able to put some so have some practical practice around it. And one of those is going to include MPA. So if you're new to the show, well, firstly, welcome and do hit that subscribe button. That'd be a great idea. 
I'd love you to anyway. Um, but talking about MPA, if you haven't heard of MPA, it's a simple way to stop taking things personally, and it goes way beyond that. Um, but when I come to talking about MPA, you can go ahead and download the simple six-line MPA process. If you go to joelyoungmpa.com, or if you go to the show notes for today, there'll also be a link where you can just uh, give me your email and I'll send you the six-line process that you can use in the exercise I've given, I'm giving you today. And also, um, of course, it's fantastic for loads of other things. All right, so where are we going to begin? I think we're going to begin with talking about, you know, what are the things that come up? What are the things that come up around childhood issues? And where can we get stuck in relation to inner child healing? So in last week's episode, episode 88, I gave you seven contemplations, seven effortless contemplations to raise your vibration. And one of those was about parenting yourself. You know, if you parent yourself in all the ways you longed for, I'm paraphrasing here, um, life can be so, so good. And I wanted to dive deeper into that today. So childhood issues, I think it's kind of the, the classic thing when we kind of, when I grew up, we were joking about sort of psychotherapists or, you know, that kind of thing. It was like the sort of Freudian, tell me about your childhood. And the idea that, you know, really most of our stuff comes from our childhood. And there's certainly, in my opinion, a great truth to that because we form our ideas of the world um, during our childhood years. They're called our formative years for a reason. Now, that's all well and good, but one of the things that what I've seen over the years in, in doing all forms of different therapies and modalities is it can start to then focus in on the parents. And it's interesting because those childhood issues, we, we tend to sort of go with um, in various forms because we can, <laughs> we can dress it up with our spiritual and personal development PC approaches but it comes down to kind of blaming the parents really hence my question in the intro you know if only my parents had done abc or done less of this more of that and we have this wish list and this idea that you know um if our childhood was different then somehow you know things would be better and you know certainly there's there's truth to that you know um but i think it's it's interesting when you when you really look at it and, and and sort of name it as blame. I know that's sometimes hard to take, but it points to the problem that goes on there. Um, there's a lot of tools that we can use to sort of to heal that rift, to sort of forgive our parents, if you like, um, and to come to peace with it. Um, but you know, it, it, if there's any part of you where you know. You, you get stuck in the idea of wanting your parents to be different than they were in order for you to somehow be have a different life experience than you are, then you're in danger of being really caught in a trap. And the thing about this is that um, we talk about it as our parents, but the interesting thing is as you grow up, um, who you look to for those shifts, it's like if I have some external... Um, more healing response outside of myself, then, you know, I could cope more, I would feel better, I would do this, I'd do that. So our, in quotes, parents, can we can sort of create surrogates for that, which usually is like our, you know, our partners, uh, it can be, you know, even our friends or, you know, all the people in our lives 
uh, where we're seeking the things that we're seeking, love and validation and those kind of things. And we, we transfer that sort of childhood need for the parent to uh, behave certain ways in order for our, us to get our needs met um, to those around us. And it can get very tricky and, 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 and very difficult in that way because what you're doing is you're putting that power outside of yourself. So, you know, out of that, I mean, I've mentioned, you know, feeling like a victim. I mean, that's that's the kind of baseline impact of this kind of thinking is is you walk around feeling disempowered and like a victim. And what you're actually doing is is you are in a way you're you're putting a middleman. <laughs> you're delaying your ego. every time you want somebody else to do it for you. You know, you're you're putting a middleman in there and you're you're delaying your healing. And I know because I started doing my personal development journey when I was quite young. I was sort of in my sort of very early 20s and, you know, I turned to alcohol in a grand scale <laughs> to try and, uh, you know, uh, what's the word, to, to medicate uh, all of my conflict around the issues that I had from my upbringing, my childhood and my, I would say, my translation of those experiences um, but then I got into personal development and found other ways. But I did go through a long period of kind of having that sort of blaming the parents um, kind of process. And it took many, many years and lots of process work to kind of come to some sense of forgiveness. And, you know, I remember very clearly sitting down with individually because they were split up at that by then um, with each of my parents and saying, you know, I completely forgive you for everything. And uh, both of them knew exactly what I was talking about or had their own versions of the things that they, from their perspective, realized that, you know, maybe they would have done better if they'd known better or been able to do better. Um, and now that I'm a parent, I've I've had uh, similar experiences with my daughter and, and looking at my own parenting and going, oh, my God, I, you know, I wish I'd been able to sort of have, you know, the, 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 the consciousness that came later back at the certain times of of her life and uh you know and out of that i'm very blessed that my my daughter's very conscious actually and and we're able to have very open conversations and again just because i've mentioned that that sort of buzzword forgiveness i always like to say that forgiveness isn't really it's not condoning the behavior but it really is an act of of letting go of the need for them to be different than they are and that took me a long time and i think i don't think at that point i'd really understood the idea of self-parenting so a lot of my process work was kind of dialogue work of you know shouting it out you know you're rubbish parents <laughs> you know and trying to fight and trying to get them to to respond differently and within that time there was lots of time where i would have conversations with my parents and it must be very confusing for them because i was basically trying to say or saying to them in a you know, again, not necessarily in a, in a conscious way. I wasn't conscious that I was literally saying, well, you need to be different in order for me to feel better. Uh, but there, there's kind of an implication in a lot of the conversations I look back now um, that kind of said that. But ultimately, it, it was it, it didn't really set me free because the list, let's face it, is endless. And the issues are going to return because they are kind of part of part of who we are. Um, and again, I've also had the experience of where those kind of basically childhood linked issues have, have got projected onto those people around me my partners my wives i say it plural it's true <laughs> i've had two and 
you know, and within those those marriages and those long term relationships that I've had, you know, I can look at many times where I was looking to them to meet my needs, for them to, um, you know, to to parent my wounded inner child at times uh, when I felt it was needed. And you know, one of the things that I've seen for many people come out of this kind of approach to healing the inner child is you can end up after a time feeling like it's kind of hopeless and maybe you're just broken and then of course you can always blame the parents again for that <laughs> but it's very disempowering so we're going to get into in a moment about self-parenting which is was my route to, to complete freedom in relation to sort of taking charge of and and taking responsibility for uh, my inner child ultimately um, but let's look at some of the sort of what are some of the symptoms I suppose that it's your inner child kicking off well if you've got any unworthiness issues chances are that stems back to you've got a, a, a child inside of you and and that's worth saying actually I'm going to interrupt interrupting this broadcast for a moment let's talk about that for a moment because that's important the way I look at the world is we're kind of made up as human beings of many different parts. So when we talk about an inner child, it's like a part of us that, that has that sort of that childhood perspective. And you can't, you know, you can mature in yourself and, and mature your adult self, but there'll always be a part of us that is kind of has that sort of child energy, as I would call it. Um, so unworthiness, getting back to the thread there, um, is often an issue that comes from that sort of childhood self perspective. Um, so that's an area. Um, if there's ever a sense of lack of validation or like you need praise or validation, chances are that's the inner child that is looking um, to have some needs met. If you feel invisible in the world, um, invisibility, I think, is an area that really links very strongly to or can potentially be really helped a lot by by working with your inner child. Um, another version of that is I don't matter. You know, my needs don't matter. What matters to me doesn't matter. Uh, that's a big topic, but it's it's an area that can can be very much linked to, you know, the inner child. And it can also come out at sort of anger or hurt, even anger or hurt at life, you know, a sense of lack. You know, the world's not very nice to me or doesn't give me what I want. You know, these are often things that can can be linked back or can be worked with via the idea of the inner child. In fact, anywhere where you feel scared, hurt or lost, um, you know, the avenue of exploring the inner child work, uh, certainly in the way that we're going to talk about in a moment, is 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 sort of those are indicators of where that might be the case. So what is this whole parenting yourself thing? Well, let's. Let's talk about that now. So I just mentioned there the, the term child energy. Now, this is really, really important when it comes to the idea of self-parenting. Remember, the main issue is when you personalize, um, you know, the, the source of that parenting to specifically your parents or some other surrogate for that external person, uh, by personalizing it, you limit its source. The idea of child energy and parent energy depersonalizes the source and makes it much more available because that's ultimately the dynamic. When you think in terms of energy, if something is, is sort of activated inside of you, we talk about childhood issues, it's really that child aspect or that child energy inside of you 
um, showing up and asking for some need to be met or some balance to be made or, you know, that's that's the basic thing. And that child energy is seeking parental energy. So parental energy, of course, is embodied ultimately by our parents. And if you think about the dynamic there, it's like the, the, the child part is is the part that's more vulnerable, fragile, um, younger in its essence. And therefore, it's looking for that leadership, that authority, that care, um, that love, that validation, all of the things that are the healing responses we look for when we feel invalidated or unworthy or invisible or like we don't matter. We want that reassurance. And if you think in terms of energy rather than, than in terms of sort of personalized versions of those, then you're free to, to, to open to ways to allow that childhood energy to get its need met by parental energy. And parental energy can be um, expressed through yourself. So as much as we have child energy inside of us, we also have parental energy. And you don't have to be an actual parent to have parental energy. It's just that, that sort of more grown-up adult self um, that can offer the perspectives and needs to that child energy. So another way to say that is to say that that parental energy can come through you or is already inside you. Again, whether you're a parent, whether you're not a parent, you have access, as much as you have access to child energy, you'll have access to parental energy. And the great thing about that is it gives you the ability to be self-contained and actually very empowered. I mentioned, you know, about having a middleman in the way, if you've got it personalized to your actual parents or or your spouse or loved one or, or whoever it is that you're seeking for that energy, um, you have to wait for them to become, to change and become resourceful enough to give you what you need. Um, that normally goes into a whole path of, of judgment, um, you know, bullying by subtle or not so subtle forms, whether that's guilt tripping or passive aggression or passive aggressive ways of doing that. And again, that whole sort of victim judgment cycle, you know, just gets gets horribly messy and causes so many breakups and conflict in relationships. Um, but when you become self-contained and start to access that parental energy for yourself, well, the first thing is it's going to cut out the middleman. That's going to cut down the delays. It's going to speed up the healing process. It can be instantly available. And even to the point where you, when you practice it a lot, you know, as you notice, you know, internally with your subjective experience that that, that a child, the child energy is, is starting to sort of cry effectively, um, it can be soothed and healed with that parental energy, you know, on the fly. So you can actually offset it. And, you know, you start to feel more empowered because, again, as long as you're waiting for somebody else to do it, you're always going to feel disempowered. You start to feel much more empowered and much freer um, to sort of really uh, be, be living, healing um, and ultimately a more balanced self. So you've got kind of this instant access to what you need. And one of the things I found over time, there's a number of things that, that there's great benefits to this. You start to feel a sense of personal integration. It's like those parts of you start to have this healthy dynamic. Because if you think about it, when you when you think about, you know, if only my parents, A, B, C, 
what you're looking for is is actually a healthy relational dynamic between your child and your parents that as you practice it you begin to create that for yourself and in that integration your your inner child begins to trust your inner parent because your inner parent knows exactly what the child needs and um and that develops sort of a deep self trust uh, which is a fabulous thing when you begin to trust that then life becomes softer and easier and, and more relaxed and open and all of this sort of, again, because the inner child, of course, has loads of positive aspects, you know, that playfulness, the joy, the ability to just pretend and and play. And I said play twice, there's lots of play, um, you know, to be vulnerable and open and full of, you know, unconditional compassion and love and all those wonderful things that the child can give. But that takes trust for that child energy to come out. And as you do that, then then again, if, if part of the experience for you is like not trusting the world, your sense of trust of the world becomes much stronger. You start to feel safer in the world. So it's it's a really, really powerful thing to do. So let me just sum up the whole idea of it and then I'm going to, we're going to sort of dive into sort of what you can do practically so you can experience this for yourself and start practicing it for yourself. So fundamentally what I'm saying to you is what we tend to do is to personalize that parental energy. We have child energy which looks for soothing, comfort, validation from parental energy. We tend to put that onto others, primarily our parents, but it becomes often our loved ones. If you understand and really sink into the concept that it's child energy and parental energy, and both of them are not don't have to be personalized to individuals around you, but you can actually kind of effectively have access to that instantly within yourself, then you can begin to build that relationship, that wonderful, wholesome relationship within yourself, where the inner child begins to trust and feel safe existing and expressing itself and can be met in its pain by yourself, which gives you freedom, empowerment, and ultimately a deeper integration and sense of deep self-trust. So how do we put this into action? I'm gonna give you three ways you can try. You can try one, two, or all three. Um, and if you've got any childhood or child energy stuff kicking off, have a go at these and, um, and let me know how they take you. So let me share what they are now. Okay, so I've got three exercises for you here or three ways to approach it. The first one is to write a healing letter. Now, this is very powerful. You can do it on a piece of paper or on your laptop. But the basic premise is, is to write a letter as if it's coming from whatever that source is, that parental source is, that could be your actual parent or if you've got stuff going on with a you know, a partner or something, do it as if you're writing a letter from them to the younger you uh, saying everything that needs to be said, everything that you really need to hear. Now, there's a couple of things to say about this. Um, firstly, it's really good to start this off sort of imagining it's coming from the actual person. It's a good first step to accessing parental energy directly. Um, and the way it works is that you can just start dear, then your name. So it'd be dear Joel for me, um, directed at the younger you. And then whatever's going on, whether it's, um, you know, what's ever going on in my life right now that my inner child needs to hear uh, and from whom they need to hear it. I would go ahead and write out all the things that need to be said and that the younger you needs to hear. 
Now, there's a couple of ways you can do this. If you've got some sort of historical story that maybe there's an event that happened where, you know, one of your parents or, uh, you know, acted in a way which was just not what was needed by that younger you, it's a great way to go back and sort of revisit the younger you from that time um, and have the, the parent respond in that healthy way. Now, one of the challenges of this is you have to make a leap of the imagination. If you write a letter from your parent um, with just the resources and, you know, all that stuff in them that they had back then, you'll just get the same stuff. It's called rewounding. <laughs> if they make justifications, if they make, um, you know, sort of reasons why it's your fault in there, that, that defeats the object. You have to go to the place where uh, someone's waved a magic wand over um, over your parent and, you know, and they suddenly become this sort of angelic, saintly version of themselves where they, they just know exactly what you need and, and say it all in that way. And in a sense, that's how you're beginning to take it from the personalized version of them, which is part of the imagination here. But what you're really doing is accessing what you need non-personally, because if they could have done it differently, they probably would. Um, <laughs> and and it gives you a chance to, to sort of get it through that imagined avenue of them, but coming through with what is actually needed. Um, so again, do it as, as your parent or your spouse, whoever it is. Now, writing out in itself is, is a very powerful exercise. If you really let yourself say what genuinely needed to be said or needs to be said, if it's a current thing, that's powerful. But if you actually then stop, take a breath, and literally read it out loud to yourself, that can be hugely, hugely powerful. Now, the other step to do, um, and this is true of, of this exercise and the next exercise, is you can transition from um, having the letter come from an actual parent or actual spouse, one of those external sources, um, to actually coming from the parental energy within yourself. Now, what does that look like? Well, you have to imagine there's this younger you, but there's also this adult grown up parental self within you. And you can always write it from that part of yourself, looking at the younger you and then acknowledging what's really needed and giving it to them. All right. So the, the, the second exercise is does a similar thing. I mean, it really is accessing the parental energy. Um, but it has more, it's a little more space for dialogue between the child energy and the parental energy. So this is called setting up an inner dialogue. So the way you would do this is you have to imagine again, these aspects of yourself, these parts of yourself, and just imagine a scenario where they're in a safe place, you know, perhaps sat in, a, you know, in if your bedroom felt safe or, um, you know, round a, you know, a campfire in the wood or, you know, wherever feels safe to you in, you know, in, a, in comfy chairs, just some kind of whatever feels like a safe space to you. And then the way this works is it is literally a dialogue. So you imagine that the, the younger you that is in pain is there. And then the, if again, if it's a historical thing, your parent is there. But again, you have to make that leap of um, opening yourself to having the highest and best part of your parent there to do the responding. Now this additionally, rather than the letter, gives the younger you a chance to just get things off their chest, <laughs> just to say the things that, that he or she needs to say and just go, ah, 
to have the tantrum. And by the way, don't be judgmental of that young you. It's not a time to try and make the, if, if that young you could see the spiritual lesson in it. No, 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 no. <laughs> this is the chance for the child to be a child. And just go, ah, you're a rubbish parent. Ah. Uh, and by the way, child can also be teenager as well. You know, you're still effectively a child when you're a teenager. Uh, there's a lot of inner teenagers want to rail at their parents. It's a good space to get it. And then in the response, you have the, if it's a parent or a spouse, respond again in the way that that, that child energy needs. So you're giving that, um, that option to sort of really have uh, the, the inner child energy receive what it needs. And because it's all internal, this is where you begin to parent yourself because you're giving... Uh, you're opening to and allowing the positive parental energy to come through. And you're not waiting for the actual parent outside of yourself to find the ability to do that. Now, there are times when, especially if there's been, you know, sort of really serious stuff happen in your childhood with a parent, it can, without sort of expert facilitation, be quite difficult to access that part of your parent and that's where you could it might be really good earlier on to bring rather than the parent bring yourself your older self um, that parental self that part of you that can have access to that to have that same dialogue with the child because ultimately what it is is you're being a channel for the energy that that positive parental energy to meet the child energy and within that dialogue, it might be a back and forth until it feels complete. Um, it could be words that get spoken or it can also sort of drop into more sort of kinesthetic kind of some feeling stuff. Maybe it's that that younger child just needs a hug as well as the words, but just allow it to naturally unfold. And it's a, a very powerful thing. So lastly is the MPA approach. So again, if you're new to the show, MPA stands for non-personal awareness and the MPA process, which again, you can download at joelyoungmpa.com or go to the show notes for today, beabrillianthuman.com slash 89. And you can download it. It's a simple six line process that allows you to stop taking things personally. Now, most people use it to let go of stuff that they have taken personally. But the other way that we sort of personalize things, and I've been pointing to it throughout this show, is we personalize something we'd like to experience outside of ourselves. And that's what we're doing when we're making our parents responsible for it. And if you can use MPA to allow yourself to experience it without having, again, them actually physically say it or be something other than they are. So when you download the process, um, you'll see on the sheet, there's six lines and there's a blank space in five of those lines. Um, and you're going to need to find what I call a cookie cutter, which would be a simple word or phrase that goes into that. And then you speak the whole thing out loud. Now, the way I'm going to suggest you do it to work with parental energy is that you use question two on the sheet. Question two is what are you not experiencing that you would like to allow to come? And who are you asking that question of? Well, you're asking the inner child that question because you're trying to uh, find what is the thing that has the most charge um, that the inner child is not experiencing currently. Um, and the way you do that is in MPA, we call it a spew. And you can, again, you can get out a journal, write it or, or open a new document on whatever device you're using. 
and just let the inner child, you know, in response to that question, what are you not experiencing that you'd like to allow to come, just write it out, yada, 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 yada. Then look back over that and, and get a sense of what within that pops out to you. Again, it might be a single word, it might be a phrase uh, that just sort of somehow pops out to you more than the rest. And you take that whole thing and then stick it in the blank space and read the process out loud and just be still for a moment and see what happens. What you're doing there is you're allowing yourself to let in and, and be willing to experience that. And the, the, the MPA process itself helps the mind, the, the, the body consciousness, all of it open to the awareness uh, or the perspective that the source of that is not personalized necessarily to whoever it is that that inner child originally thought should bloody well be the source of that <laughs> and lets it in. So that's a pretty uh, quick and powerful way to get access to parental energy there. All right, well, that's kind of a wrap. You can, I will put those in the show notes, those three exercises. You can go to www.beabringhuman.com slash 89 and have a look at the show notes there. And um, do let me know if you have a go at these exercises, let me know what the impact of that was. You can get hold of me. You can send me an email, joel at nonpersonalawareness.com. You can go onto the various social media platforms. Every week, there'll always be a post that announces the episode. You can comment on there. So on Facebook, you can go to facebook.com slash MPA rocks. You can find me on Instagram at Joel Young MPA. If you're listening to this or in quotes watching it on YouTube, there'll be comments right there under the video. Just let me know what you experience and or what your experience of inner child work has been. I'd love to hear from you. And if you find that this episode touched just touched you or gave you some, um, you know, some insight or even helped to heal something within you, do share it. And the, you can do that. You can, of course, you can take this distinct link from the show notes, share it on your social media, uh, or share the post that I share. Um, and also, one of the best ways is just tell people about it. If you know someone who you think could benefit, just say, "Hey, I've, there's this podcast called the Be a Brilliant Human Show," or just "Be a Brilliant Human." Uh, they can search their podcast uh, platform that they use, whether it's Google or Apple or you know any of any of those or Spotify. Search for it on there and find it, and that's a great way to share this podcast. And of course, if you haven't subscribed, hit that subscribe button so you get notified of episodes as they come out. I would really appreciate those shares, though. Let's spread the love, pay it forward. Um, but that's it. I think it's a wrap for today. Um, again, love to hear from you about this show. And But that's it. Have a fantastic week. I'll see you next time. And all that remains is to cue the moon. Mm -hmm.